We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Good morning. It's Pastor Wanzel again, and I am excited that I got another opportunity with you. Um, I don't know about you, but it's been one of those weeks and I couldn't wait to get back into God's word. So I'm excited about this time that we get get, get to spend together today. Um, and hopefully it is as enjoyable for you as it has been for me, because I believe God has something special for us. Um, before we get started, let's pray. Father, I bless and I thank you for this opportunity that we have to spend some time in your word. Uh, because God, we desperately need to hear from you in these times. I ask, Lord, that your word is clear. I pray, Father, that you would speak specifically to each person who hears this message on today. And I pray, Father, that you would give them the understanding and the capacity to receive it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want some amens, but it's okay. Um, let's look at the book of Matthew, chapter 14, and we'll start at verse 22. Book of Matthew 14, verse 22. Um, for some reason, I've been enjoying the New King James Version. So let's use that one as our, our guide today. Um, the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verse 22. I'll give you a second to get there. Um, just like last week, I am very intentional to be efficient today. Um, so I want to make sure um, that I give you these points. I want to make sure that you go back and, and study these points so that you can have them for your week to come. Is that okay? All right. I'll read for you. Matthew 14, 22, New King James Version. It says this. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Verse 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Don't be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And Peter had come down out of the boat. He walked on water to Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. That is the simplest prayer I have ever heard, but it worked because he came to save him. Verse 31. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Amen. I want to quickly give you four points today um, that I believe that's going to be important for you leading into this week. Um, and I want to make sure that we dive into them and dig deep today um, so that we can apply these things starting on our Monday. I don't want you to wait. I want you to start applying them on your Monday. Amen. So let's read at verse 22 to get our first point. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. 
And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. My first point for you today is that my faith has links. Say it with me. My faith has links. Jesus has just performed uh, his most notable miracle to date. When I say most notable miracle, meaning his most public miracle. Um, this is where he has just performed uh, the miracle of the two fish and five loaves of bread. One of the greatest displays of faith ever performed, right? And after feeding upwards to 20,000 people, if you just take the 5,000, which were the men, and you add in addition to that, the women and the children, you got up to 20,000 people that Jesus fed with two fish and five loaves of bread. This was one of his, his greatest miracles to date. And oddly, Jesus says to his disciples that I want you to get into a boat and go to the other side. The text says immediately he forces them into a boat and forces them to go to the other side which was a little odd to me. I mean, Jesus, you just performed one of the greatest miracles we've ever seen. And you don't want to have a discussion about this. Like we don't want to high five. We don't want to do anything. John gives us some clarity on that in his gospel because he records the same miracle in his gospel. And he says, because the people there who the people that were there that experienced the, the miracle, um, they were going to force Jesus to be their king. Now, Jesus, knowing his appointed time, he knew that he couldn't be king just yet. So he forces everybody away from him to ensure that they didn't force him to be king. But I agree with John and I, and I think John's point is valid. But I think that there was something else Jesus was trying to get across. When you start to think about it, Jesus forces his disciple into a storm. He, he, he rushes them away from this miracle that they just witnessed, this great act of faith, and he forces them into a storm. And I believe that Jesus was trying to make sure that his disciples were able to make a link from what they saw him do to what they needed him to do in that moment. I don't know if you heard that because that made me feel good. I think Jesus was trying to get his disciples to understand that there was a link between the provision that they saw him provide here to the provision that they was going to need on the water in the storm. And I think we do a terrible job, and I'm including myself when I say that, that we do a terrible job making the link between what we saw God do into what we need him to do. We don't always make the translation from him being the God on the land for the, from him being God on land to being the God that we need in this boat, in this storm. I think we can oftentimes miss that connection. And Jesus wants us to understand that there has to be links in your faith. Say it with me. There has to be links in my faith. I don't, I, I don't think we always get that our moments aren't disjointed. Everything works together. All of our steps are ordered and everything that we go through and everything we experience and the God that we saw him be two weeks ago is the same God that wants to deliver us today. And he wants to be with us in these moments. But it is our job to make sure that we make the link. <clears throat> Jesus forces his disciple into a storm just so they could understand that, listen, if he was able to do this on the land, he can do this on the sea. And I thought that was so amazing because some of us feel like everything is moving around us and we have no control. But I can tell you, he wants to be your provider. But you have to understand that there's a link between who he was yesterday to the God that he is today and the God that he will be. Oh, my God, that's powerful. God wants us to learn how to make the links. Let's get the second point. 
Now, it was customary for me. If you if, if you're sitting in our service, I would ask you, are you getting anything? And I want you to start nodding your head because I'm getting something out of this. Amen. Let's go to verse 24. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. Point number two, my faith has to develop. I'll say that again. My faith has to develop. Now, the text says that it was the fourth watch of the night. And for, and for our terms, what that means for us is that it was in between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning. That meant that the disciples had been dealing with this thing for a long time. They had been out on the sea and they had been fighting the winds and they had been fighting the waves for a very long time. And the text specifically says that the wind was contrary in what is causing the, the water and the waves to move and crash against the boat. Now, what I do want you to notice about the text that it never says that they were going to be destroyed because of this. There was no danger. It was just a, it was just a fight. It was a struggle. And what I want you to understand is that the storm is not going to destroy you. It is meant to develop you. There was something in this storm that God wanted to develop inside of these men. And he forces them out into this storm so that something in them could develop. And what that thing was is that they would understand and know that in the midst of the storm, he would show up. There is something in the storm that must develop. And I want you to understand is that we just can't hold on for dear life because it's not going to destroy us. We have to make sure that we're allowing the storm to develop in us what God wants to come out of us. That is the huge takeaway from that moment is that he wanted something to develop. Now, he is going to make sure that we stay in the storm, but you've got to, he's going to make sure that we stay in the storm and it's not going to destroy us, but we have to understand that we're going to have to fight to continue to push forward. The one thing that really stuck out to me is that the disciples never gave up. They never quit. Oh gosh, there, there are so many of us that will get in the middle of a storm and we've been fighting this thing for a long time. This thing that we cannot see, that we can't put our finger on, but we can see the impacts of it. We can't put our fingers on it and we, we, we tend to want to quit. But what I want to tell you in this moment is that you cannot quit. You cannot give up because God is developing something in you that will pay dividends in your future. You have to understand that there is something in this that he's trying to develop. And I want you to stay there. Don't think that it's all over. Don't think that it's going to destroy you. Don't think that this is this is it. I want you to understand that there is something being developed inside of you. Is that good? I thought that was good. I think I'm preaching pretty good tonight. Give me a second. Let's push for more. Let's go to verse 27. Let me recap real quick for you in case you're just getting into this. Point number one was my faith has links. Point number two is my faith has to develop. I can't give up. I have to make sure that I stay there and I get what God has for me. And I have to make sure that I wait on him because he's going to show up in the midst of the storm. He's going to show up in the middle of that storm and reveal himself to you. There is something that he's trying to develop and you got to understand that. Let's push for number three. Go to verse 27. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, 
I don't even know if he was talking to Peter. That's hilarious. I don't even know if he was talking to Peter. He was talking to them. But Peter answers. He says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Point number three, my faith gives me options. My faith gives me options. Now, in the middle of the storm, Jesus reveals himself to the disciples and then he speaks. It is one thing to identify that Jesus is in the storm with you, but it is a whole other affair to tap into the power in the storm that's available to you. Everybody in the boat knew that Jesus was now present, but it was only one that tapped into the power. <laughs> it was only one that tapped into the power. Peter is sitting here. And he says, Jesus, I'm glad you're here. But now that you've revealed yourself to me and the word, the word made flesh speaks to me, it gives me the power to tap into another option. It gives me the power to tap into another option. So Peter says, listen, I don't have to sit in this. I can walk on top of it. Oh my gosh, listen to me. The word speaks to Peter. The word says, listen, I am here. I'm with you. Jesus, the word made flesh speaks to Peter. And he says, listen, I'm here with you. Don't worry about it. And Peter says, you guess what? I got options. I don't have to sit through this like everybody else. I don't have to hold on for dear life like everybody else. I get to change my elevation. Oh, gosh, I get to change the way that I go through this thing. As a matter of fact, I get to walk on top of it and tap into the power that God has made available to me. How big is that? What are you waiting on? What are you what are you waiting on to move? Because here's the thing. Jesus has made himself available to you and he has exposed himself to you. But now you've got to tap into the power and just not sit there. And this is a, a note that I wrote down. I want to make sure I give it to you like this. The word didn't change the elements, but it changed Peter's elevation. The word didn't change the elements. The word changed Peter's elevation. Listen, y'all, I don't know if you listened to last week, but I talked about posture. Oh, my gosh. In the middle of the storm, this man goes from sitting to walking because the word spoke to him. Now, I don't know what you've been doing for the past several weeks. I don't know if you've been tuning into this or some other word. It doesn't matter to me. But have you allowed the power of the word to change your posture, to change your elevation, to get you from sitting to standing to walking? Have you allowed it to do what it can do for you? Oh, my gosh. OK, I got one more point and I'm holding on for one more point because I told myself I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on it. So let's recap. I want to make sure you have them all. If you have them, say them with me. Point number one, my faith has links. Point number two, my faith has to develop. Point number three, my faith gives me options. Let's push for point number four. And this is our final point. So he said, verse 29, so he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Verse 30, when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And in the middle, excuse me, and, and, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, 
owe you of little faith. Why did you doubt? Point number four. It's a bit longer than the other three points. My faith has to weigh more than my doubt. My faith has to weigh more than my doubt. Now, we got to do a little Bible study stuff. And I, I don't like doing this specifically in this setting, but I want to make sure you get it. The word doubt that Jesus uses to explain Peter's feelings in that moment uh, is the Greek word distazo. The Greek word distazo. Uh, and the definition is this. It means to stand in two ways with uncertainty in which way to take or serving two masters simultaneously. I'll say it again. It means to stand in two ways, uncertainty, uncertain in which way to take or serving two masters simultaneously. Now, I know that we try to look at Peter and say, Peter, he didn't have faith and, and he began to sink and all that good stuff. And, and I want you to pay attention to what Jesus says. He doesn't say that, Jesus, that Peter didn't have faith. Peter did have faith. Oh, ye of little faith. But he also started to put faith in what he saw. He had faith. He had faith enough to, to get out the boat and he began to walk. But somewhere along the way, his natural instincts took over and made him start putting faith in what he saw. Listen to me. I want you to understand that your faith has to outweigh your doubt. Here's the reason why. And I'll give you an example to explain this. You ever skip rocks? You know, as a kid, you skip. I don't know if you do it as an adult or not, but skip rocks and the rock kind of jumps and it stays on top of water. Um, the reason why that rock um, can defy its natural response to water, which is to sink, is because there was a transfer of power to the rock that skipped it across the water. Now, um, I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but let me do this with you. Um, let, let's go to the book of John. OK. First John. Verse 40, and I'm gonna read the message version because I, I want to make sure you understand this. I'll give you a second to get there because I can hear pages turning in my head. Just letting this thing flow. Book of John. First chapter, verse 40. Just to give you a recap before we get into this, Peter, we know Peter, he gets out of the boat and he's walking on water and he has faith enough to walk on water. and He's walking toward Jesus. But at the same time, he starts to believe and starts to look at something else and it, it makes him start to sink. All right, let's go to first John. Verse 48 message version. Listen to this. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother was one of the two who heard John's witness and followed Jesus. The first thing he did after finding where Jesus lived was find his own brother, Simon, telling him, we found the Messiah. Now, Andrew is Simon's brother. Andrew sees Jesus first or he meets Jesus first. And the first thing he goes and does is go get his brother, Simon, who we know is Peter. So he brings his brother, Simon, to Jesus. Watch this. Let's go to verse 42. He immediately led him to Jesus. Let's Simon to Jesus. Jesus took one look up and said, you're John's son, Simon, 
From now on, your name is Cephas or Peter, which means rock. I don't know if y'all got that. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, your Johnson, Simon, Simon Peter. From now on, your name is Cephas or Peter, which means rock. Now, this is what I took away from this. Because of who I am and what this is, I can't afford to get caught up on the details. Because of who I am naturally, a rock that will sink in this storm, I can't afford to get caught up on the details. Why? I have to make sure that my faith weighs more than my doubt. Now, here's the thing. Some people want to beat up Peter because he began to sink. It was his natural instinct. It was his natural. Uh, it, it was it was natural to him to, to, to sink. But the moment that he took the power out of Jesus's hand and put it in, in, put the power inside of the storm, he began to sink. Oh, gosh. I want you to understand that it is your if, if you're left by yourself without God's hand on you in this thing, you will sin. You have to make sure that you keep your eyes on the one who called you out of the boat, who gave you permission to get out, who changed your elevation so that you could walk above this thing. You have to make sure that your faith outweighs your doubt. Now, I want to recap to make sure we got everything. Point number one, my faith has links. Point number two, that's two. My faith has to develop. Point number three, my faith gives me options. And point number four, my faith has to weigh more than my doubt. Listen, I pray that this word was a blessing to you because it was a blessing to me. And more than anything else, I want you to take this word that we just had this discussion uh, over uh, and make sure that you apply it in your weeks to come. Do me a favor. Make sure that you holler back at us because I've been hollering at you for, I don't know, the last 15 minutes. And I want to make sure that I know that this word was a blessing to you. I pray that your week is blessed. I pray that you can see God in this situation. And I hope and hopefully over the next several weeks, we'll see each other face to face. God bless you. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.